Amen. Amen. God is good. But I'm telling you what we're seeing in America and around the world uh, is uh, we're going deeper into darkness. But I'm going to tell you it ain't a time to be silent. We can't let the devil silence our voices. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 4. Beginning in verse 13, I'm going to simply speak a message tonight entitled, Devil, I'm not going to be silenced. I am not going to be silenced. They can Twitter, Facebook, can try to censor all they want, but I'm still not going to shut up. Hello? Let me tell you. We are fa- there's a t- they're going to try, and I'm going to hit this here in a sec. They're going to try to si- they're getting to the point where they want to silence any voice that's contrary to what they want it to hear. But church, I don't care what kind of laws they pass. I don't care what they say. We can't be quiet. This ain't new. This ain't new. It's recorded in Scripture where they tried to silence his voices. They'll do it any way they can, however they fit. Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 13, we'll start here. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle had been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it is spread no farther among the people, let us straightly threaten them. That, that, that they speak henceforth to no man in that name, in this name. Talk about the name of Jesus. Right there. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. But we, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. I want you to get verse 20 again. For we cannot but speak these things which we have seen and heard. In other words, we're going to keep preaching Jesus. We're going to keep mentioning His name. They put the Sanhedrin right there. They just told them, we're not shutting up. Tonight I'm going to tell you, you need to tell the devil we're not going to be silenced. We're not going to shut up. We're not going to be quiet. We're going to keep speaking in that day. We're going to keep speaking truth. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear God, tonight, Lord, and we lift you up. We exalt you, dear God, tonight, Lord, and we praise you, dear God, for this opportunity. We ask for your anointing, dear God, and we ask for your help, dear God, tonight to bring forth your word, dear Lord. And I pray, Lord, tonight, God, that this message will grip the hearts of man in here. 
Lord, let it the ears grab a hold of this word tonight, God, that you spoke into being. Lord, we honor you, Lord, and we give you glory, God, and we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. In some parts of the world, they don't have freedom of speech. But here in the United States of America, we got a document called the Constitution. And the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States simply says this, that Congress shall pass no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for witnesses of grievances. In other words, that First Amendment is for our protection. It is for our freedom of speech. It is freedom for religion, freedom to assemble. It is a freedom of right to protest. And it is a freedom to protect the government. But if you've not been in the closet and you ain't been out of the nation and you ain't been listening, we know there is an attack that is coming on free speech. We see free speech trying the big giants. And I've told you before that in the last days, Jesus talked about it would be as in the days of Noah. How many of you know back in those days, they were giants in those days? Well, let me tell you, if, if Jesus talked about the days of Noah like that being giants, we got giants in these days, but they're a different area of giants. It's called social giants. Big corporations, social media such as Facebook, Amazon, Twitter, and you can go on, but in Google, those are the big ones right there, the giants that I will. And we begin to see how they're beginning to silence something. Voices silence the President of the United States. And it, whether you like him or whether you don't like him, here's the thing, it ought to concern you. Because when they begin to silence one, it's not going to be long. They're going to be trying to silence other things. So what we're seeing is an attack on freedom of speech. Well, the reality is tonight... We know that we come into the time of the end. And what we're seeing in this day is where truth has become the new hate speech. Remember what I'm about ready to tell you right here. What they cannot argue with, what they cannot deny, they censor. Did you hear that? What they, when they get a hold of truth and there's no argument to it, They'll begin to try to censor it. And you're seeing it right here. We're in what the Old Testament prophet Isaiah said. The day would come in Isaiah 5 and 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see what we are moving into a time is where they want to censor what you say. They want to tell you what you can or cannot say. 
They want you to think along the lines of liberalism and ungodliness, if you will. It's almost just like in China. They want people to worship government, if you will. But I believe where we're going, and it's already in parts of the world, but it's spreading in this nation as quick, as quickly as wildfire, if you will. It is spreading online is an attack on biblical Christianity. An attack upon biblical truth, if you will. An attempt to try to silence the church. An attempt, if you will, to get us to close our mouths and not speak the full word of God. But tonight I tell you, the church must tell the devil that we're not going to be silenced. The church must tell this world that we're not going to be silenced. The church must tell the skeptics, the critics, the haters, the ungodly, the wicked, the perverse. We must tell them that we are not going to be silenced. We are going to continue to speak the truth of God's Word in this dark and decaying world. We are going to continue to declare, thus said the Lord. We're going to continue mentioning the name of Jesus. We're going to continue to call on the name Jesus. We're going to continue declaring what is right and what is wrong. We're going to continue declare that Jesus is coming. We're going to continue to declare repentance. We're going to continue to declare there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. We're going to continue to declare this word of God in the midst of a society that don't want to hear truth anymore, that don't want to hear about God anymore, that don't want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and the truth that it spreads forth today. But let me tell you what we are seeing in this day before the coming of the Lord. I really goodness believe that we are starting to see the attempt of the devil again to try to silence the gospel message from going forth. You see, tonight I'm telling you, there is one message that Satan hates, and that is the message of Jesus Christ. It is the message. It is found from Genesis to Revelation. It is the message of Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. It is the message of Jesus and him crucified. It is the message of Jesus of him coming again. It is the message of Jesus of being able to set someone free and bring deliverance. It is the message of Jesus 
Jesus. And the message is repentance tonight. You see, let me tell you that old devil tonight despises this Bible. It despises true biblical preaching. Why? Because the message exposes him for who he is. I've always heard it said there's two books that, that, that Satan really attacks more than any. It is Genesis and it is Revelation. Why Genesis? Because Genesis exposes him for being a liar. It is Genesis exposes him for being the deceiver. And it is Revelation that disclose him his future. It is Revelation that shows us that he's going to be bound into the lake of fire. But let me tell you that he is trying to silence this message. Why? Because in the midst of a dark world, let me tell you there's the only thing that can change the hearts of man. It's the only thing that can break through this darkness. And I'm talking about the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ tonight. Listen, that gospel in this day will still shine through the darkest of times. No matter what the devil may throw, no matter what society may begin to look like, no matter how dark and ugly and no matter how corrupt and how ungodly our society becomes, let me tell you there's a message that will still change lives. There's a message that will still set the vilest sinner free. There's a message that can loose those that are captive tonight. And I'm talking about that glorious message of the gospel of Jesus Christ tonight. You telling me in the midst of corruption that that message can change of light? Yes, sir. I'm telling the church that tonight. Why the Bible also tells us where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds that much more tonight. Listen tonight. There's a devil that don't want the world to hear that gospel. There's a devil that don't want the world to hear the name of Jesus. But can I tell you it is time for the church to tell the devil we will not be silenced. I will not shut up. I cannot help but to speak of that name of Jesus tonight. I'm going to speak of the name Jesus tonight. It may become a criminal offense put me in jail because I'm still going to preach you amen you can beat me persecute me throw me under the bus but I'm not going to be silent I'm still going to speak that name of Jesus today no matter what goes on in our world no matter how many governments try to stop it no matter how many corporations try to censor it can I tell you the word of God God will not be voided. The word of God will go forth. The word of God will still shine forth in this dark and corrupt world. We think the word of God ain't going to go forth. Let me tell you something. There ain't been a devil yet that stop it. Hello. I'm about ready to tell you something. The most evil of times is the great tribulation. But if you read the book of Revelation, you'll find out the word of God still going forth. Amen. 
Amen. There'll be a man called the Antichrist on the scene, and you know what he'll think about the Word of God. But guess what? God's still going to have some prophets. He's going to have two that will be a thorn in the flesh. The Bible also tells us that the angel of God will be around preaching the gospel. There'll be 144,000 Jewish witnesses that will proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you tonight, no matter how dark it gets in this world, no matter how corrupt, how ungodly, how... Decaying morality gets decayed. The word of God will still go forth tonight. Amen. We're not going to be censored. Amen. We're not going to be shut up. They may try it. But guess what? My mouth can still open somewhere. They may close a platform, but God will open another one. Amen. Oh, let me tell you, Satan has tried, he has tried, and he has tried to stop the Word of God. He has tried before to forbid the preaching of the gospel. He has tried throughout time to silence the voice of the prophets. For instance, how about the cutting of the head of John the Baptist? Think about this story for a minute. This incident found in Mark chapter 6, verse Verses 22 through 26. And when the daughter of the said Herodias came and danced and pleased Herod and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Also ask of me whatsoever thou will, and I will give it to thee. And he sware unto her whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it to thee unto the half of my kingdom. And she went forth and said unto her mother, ask the mother, I'll get there, what shall I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. And she came straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by, and in a charger, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorrow, yet for his oath's sake and for their sake, which sat with him, he would not reject it. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be bought. And he went in and beheaded him into prison and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother. I'm going to explain why the mother wanted the head of John the Baptist. First of all, you need to understand what John's message was. John had a message that would get under skins. John had a message that didn't sit right with people. And that message was repentance. Few could stand that message, and few can stand it today. Hello? Hello, few can stand that message tonight. Now, Lord, he will come and prepare you the way of the Lord. He was telling to repent. That's what John went about telling. And let me tell you, he didn't care if he hurt their feelings. He just spoke it. You see, let me tell you, there was more why the mother of Herodias wanted the head of John the Baptist. John was a thorn to her and Herod. John didn't cut him no slack 
if you will. See, Matthew 14 in Matthew's account goes a little deeper, tells us more about John. See, John preached to truth to Herod in this woman. See, Herod had his brother's wife. He was living in adultery. And let me tell you about John. I see John now. You adulterer and adulteresses, you need to repent. I believe every time John got around them, John declared their sin, called them for what they did. Let me tell you, he told them, what you're doing with your brother's wife is wrong. Herod was scared to death of John the Baptist, by the way. But anyway, oh, I could tell you, Herod wouldn't have got his mouth. He probably would have never touched John the Baptist if he wouldn't have ever said anything. That oath. He really didn't want to mess with John the Baptist. But that wicked woman, oh, he, John was getting under her skin. Amen? You see, when you're getting under somebody's skin, and there's some conviction that's starting to get there, they're starting to want to come for your head. Hello? When you begin to tell the truth and stomp on the truth, they're going to want to come against you. Amen? Hello? Hello? I'm about ready to tell you. Some of the things that we see going on is because some things got exposed in Washington, D.C. don't like it. Hello, I'm telling you, some truth has got out. What you're seeing right here with her, that woman was, she said, we're going to get his head. She didn't like what John had to say to her. Hello? She didn't like the message that John had to declare unto her. John was telling her, you need to repent because you're nothing but an adulteress. Herod's an adulterer. And I don't believe John, I believe John every opportunity, he got a chance, and I believe he didn't just stop there. I believe he declared it where he went. What he did was preach the truth to them. They were living in adultery. It wasn't right before God. Amen. Amen. I get amazed today that people think they can shack up and still think they're living right before God. Hello. Hello. I understand some newborns may not know something, may not know it right yet after they first come to Christ, but there's some that have been doing it for years and know better. It's still sin tonight. Amen. Let me tell you. It's still sin to support same-sex marriage. It's still sin to kill the unborn. It's still sin to drink alcohol. Hello? Listen, I know I've ruffled some feathers around here in my five-and-a-half-year tenure. That's all right. I'll ruffle wherever else God has me to step on it too. Amen? Wherever else he sends me along this path, I'll step up, I'll ruffle it too. Because let me tell you, just like John the Baptist, we got to be declaring repentance. We got to preach against sin. Let me tell you, I'm going to preach against the corruptness in our government because that's the only way it's going to change for it to be exposed for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what they need to start doing. 
I'll tell you what I'm convinced. They need to have a preaching fest in D.C. Amen. I'm not talking about this dry, dead up stuff. We need some John the Baptist together at the Capitol. Hello. We need some Pauls together there. We need some Elijahs together there. Did you hear me? And start declaring the word of God in this day. Because I'm telling you what you're seeing. And I'm not a conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy type person. I don't believe everything I hear on the internet. And I'll tell you my position. Let me tell you something, Christians. Don't believe everything and don't push everything you hear on the internet. Because, let me tell you, some of the right side is just as bad as the left side. Some of the things they push, and it makes us look stupid. Amen? Amen? You can do, use a little discernment. I check into things. Amen? After a while, it's going to, you're going to start seeing it. But listen, but I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt what we're seeing right now. I said this before it happened. I said this during the cycle that you're probably going to see. I, did, I was hoping not. But I knew there was a chance that you're going to see an Ahab and a Jezebel spirit come to rise in this country. In the West. But I'm also going to tell you tonight that's not also a bad thing. Uh oh, I already seen you look. What do you mean that ain't a bad thing? Because when an Ahab and a Jezebel comes, there's always an Elijah in the waiting. Did you hear me? God always has an Elijah in the waiting. And I'm about convinced of this, and I'll be preaching this probably. That if it comes to power, unless a move of God happens in the next week, you're going to see an Ahab and a Jezebel rise to power. But don't be troubled. Because I still believe this could be the church's greatest hour. <laughs> I still believe the outpour, there's going to be some Elijah that rise up in the churches in these last days that speak out against the ungodliness. Amen. Sometimes it takes some Ahabs and some Jezebels to get the church on their knees. Amen. Amen. I'm not discouraged. Amen. Because let me tell you, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. You see, tonight, let me tell you, John the Baptist, even though it cost him his head, let me tell you, he kept preaching. Did you hear me? He kept preaching right there. Oh, let me tell you. Now you see why the mother wanted the head of John the Baptist when the daughter said, I'll dance for him. I'll get him all aroused. What can we ask? The mother said, this is the opportunity to get the head of John the Baptist. I'm telling you, I'm about convinced this woman was always after the head of John the Baptist. She found an opportunity to get the head of John the Baptist. Let me tell you, little did they know, I'm going to tell you something right now that may blow your mind out. was all God's plan in ways because behind John the Baptist was one greater than John the Baptist 
Who was getting ready? Remember what John said before? He said, I must decrease where he can increase. In other words, I got to come to the end. It's coming to the end of me. Now it's time for Jesus to come onto the scene. Jesus was far greater than John the Baptist. I'm about ready to say something right here real quick. Let me tell you something, America. I hope somebody at the Capitol. Listen, I hope somebody in D.C. listens to this when I put this online. And I hope it's one of those ungodly, atheistic liberals that listen to this. That's shouting a victory right now thinking we won. Mark my words, you may be eating something here in a couple years. You may think you've got rid of somebody that troubled you. But they, God may be raising somebody else up far, that can do far greater damage than what this one done. Hello? Hello, did you hear me? You need to think about some things tonight. John's time come to an end. Jesus' time come. See, let me tell you, sometimes our seasons come and go. Amen? How many realize that seasons come and go? You can study the Bible and you can see seasons. I preached on it a few weeks ago. How many know Moses died and guess who come up? Joshua. How many know Elijah was raptured? And who was coming on the scene? Elisha. How many know Elisha? Give me a little while tonight. How many know Elisha done twice the miracles as John? Hello? You can go, oh, how about with Jesus when he was leaving? Who was, whose tyrant tenure, who was coming? It was the Holy Ghost was coming. It was time for his. See, God got these things worked out. God knows exactly what he's doing for that hour. Listen, it's like I tell churches. Preachers come, preachers go. That's the way it has been. It's the always, the way it's going to be. Unfortunately. Many cases. But it's not, it's not bad. Because sometimes I have a work to do here, but that work gets done. And guess what? That work comes in. How could that be happening in our nation tonight? Somebody else comes in. I remember when I left Robbinsville to come here. I said, mark it. You'll see more then. The next one, because I done what I was supposed to do. And boy, was I hit that right. And it happened. But listen, could that be what's happening in this country? I know they may be a little low, but God's still God. God's still God. And church, can I tell you, despite what happens in this country, we can't be silent. Amen? Some of the greatest revivals took place under the church being under persecution. Amen? Listen, I'm not convinced this stuff with Facebook's all bad because it may try some people into the book instead of off that book. Listen, but I'm telling you, they're, they're going to try to silence the church. And let's, they're trying to tell us what to think, how to think. You know? And you're seeing a flow of it, if you will. But I'm telling you, despite that, 
There's an attempt today that they got this same mentality because we've been a thorn into the flesh. We've got under their skin declaring the word of God that they want to shut the prophetic voices of God up. I'm talking about the true prophetic voices of God, not like this woman that got on there and prophesied and also said when Christopher Reeves died that he was flying around in heaven like Superman. I don't know who's more ignorant, her or the ones that follow her. I don't mean that no disrespect. But I'm telling you, there's an attempt. That same mentality is here today to silence the truth. But we cannot allow the devil to silence the voice of the church. We can't allow the devil to silence, if you will. You see, I go to my opening scripture, and we see the Sanhedrin trying to silence the voice of God in this last day. And that's why did they have Peter and John and tell them, don't speak in that name. Why? You got to go back over to Acts chapter 3 to find out why. See, Peter and John went to the temple to pray, and at the gate called Beautiful was a man who was crippled from his birth asking for alms. We know Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. You know what? And immediately that man received feet, his feet and ankle, received bones, received strength. What a great miracle. My Lord, you'd have thought everybody would be rejoicing. But that religious Sanhedrin. You know what that miracle brought them? It brought Peter and John to trial. It brought them to trial. Listen. The question given to Peter and John in Acts 4 and 7 was simple. And when they had set them in the midst, they said, By what power, by what name? Have you done this? Now you're going to tell them what power name they've done it. Let me tell you something. That Sanhedrin hated Jesus. I'm going to blow your mind out tonight. The world hates Jesus. Don't act like things shouldn't happen. Because I'll tell you what Jesus said. Hit John. Chapter 15, verses 18 through 21. Jesus said these words, If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. Remember the word that I said unto you, that you, the servant, is not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you if they had kept my saying they will keep yours also but all these things will they do unto me for my name's sake because they know not him that sent me they hated truth this world hates truth why because who's the god of this world satan you know how he got 
He brought it in by deceitment. It's interesting. The first sin in the Bible is a lie. And the last sin is a lie. That is condemned is a lie. This world likes a lie. They don't like the truth. Because the truth rocks their boat. See, that's the reason many cases churches can't... Churches that preach the truth ain't going to fill up most of the time. But you got these that just put a happy smile and give you a feel-good message. They'll have millions and multitudes of people coming because they never hear the truth. They hear every day going to be a Friday. Oh, it's going to be so great for you. Put that smile on your face. They never hear about they need to repent. Let me tell you, some of them churches like that need to get a message of repentance in it. But John the Baptist or anybody like that would be stoned in those places. They would take his head off and say, we don't preach that there. Get out of here. It's a sad day in our church sanctuaries. Why? Because people hate the truth. People despise the truth. As long as you preach what they want, they're going to love you. But the very moment they begin to, you begin to stomp on their toes, the very moment you begin to make them mad, and you begin to preach truth, they're going to turn against you. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you. This, world, this country, many in this country and in this world do not like the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. But let me tell you, church, we can't be silent because it's the truth that's going to set them free. The truth may make them mad. Let them chew on it a little bit. It'll eventually set them free. Amen. I got a philosophy. They get mad, let them get mad. I'm not going to chase you down and try to make things right when I'm preaching. Amen. If I step on your toes while I'm preaching this word, you just need to get over it. Now, if I do something personal to you, pester you something like that, I'll apologize. Somebody say I'm sorry, but <laughs> but no. But if I'm preaching this word, let me tell you right now, you can huff and you can puff all day long, but I'm not coming to you. If you can't handle it, you need to get over it. Amen? Amen, because the word of God cannot be, you don't apologize for preaching the truth of God's word. Amen? What are you saying? I'm telling you. When you begin to declare Jesus in this day, I'm not going to apologize for declaring Jesus into this world. Amen? I'm not going to apologize for calling out for repentance and telling you what's right and what's, what's wrong, calling wrong, wrong, sin, sin to this world. Why? Because it's the truth. Amen? Amen? People may not like it. But oh well. Let me tell you, I'm not going to apologize for calling going to the honky-tonk and getting drunk on Saturday night. Wrong when you think you can come in and shout on Sunday morning. I'm not going to apologize preaching on living together being wrong when it is wrong. I'm not going to apologize on same-sex marriage and abortion when it is wrong. I'm not going to apologize for preaching on jealousy, hatred, and gossip and strife when it's wrong tonight. Amen. The point is, when you preach against sin and you preach this word, you don't apologize for the word of God. You declare, thus said the Lord, no matter what it costs. I don't see John the Baptist apologizing for what he told Herod and his, that woman. 
Listen. They hated Jesus and they hate Jesus today. So what they do? They, could, they put them on trial. They put them on trial, if you will. We're going to put you on trial. You know what they did? Listen. They said, we can't deny what happened. We know a miracle happened. We know what happened was truth. But we're going to tell you to shut up about it. They didn't want Jesus preached. They said, we don't want you using that name. Don't you tell nobody. Don't you use that name Jesus. See, let me tell you. What they could not deny, they censored. Why do you think? I'm just going to say this quickly. Why do you think they want us to stop saying the election was stolen? Because they really can't deny it. Because they deep down they know it's truth. So you can't you can't deny it. What do you do to something? You play hush hush. You keep it zipped. See, this is what the Sanhedrin were wanting to do to them, to Peter and John. We know what happened was right. They never denied that. They said, we ain't got an argument for it. We knew this man was crippled. And we know he's healed now. But you're going to shut up. Verse 17 and 18. But they spread it no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in that name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. What they tried to do was censor the men of God. They tried to shut them up. So when you can't deny something, you shut up about it. Keep it quiet. Exactly what the Sanhedrin were doing. See, this ain't a, what we're seeing about censoring. This ain't quite new. Let me tell you why the devil wants the Word of God censored. Because he can't deny it. He knows it's truth. But he wants it shut up. Amen? Satan knows the Word of God. How many know that? He knows it's true. He don't want us speaking the name Jesus in these days. So how does he censor us? Let me just say this. What they're going to try to do. Uh, listen. They want to censor biblical truths, not crazy conspiracy theories. I'm talking about biblical truths. I think you got to write, you know, if it ain't threatening, I think you got to write the, your opinion. Hey, man, I believe in the First Amendment. I'll fight for anybody's right for the First Amendment. Anybody with me. Hey, man, that's what this country was founded on. Everybody, even though it may be a wrong opinion, you got to write for it. But I'm telling you, they're going to try to sell it to the church. 
how are they going to do it? They're going to say what you're preaching is not love. And it's not tolerant. I'm not tolerant of sin. But I love the sinner. Amen? Amen? Let me tell you, I hear it. Let me tell you something. And I know this is true. Christ does love the sinner. But that don't escape them from hell. Amen? Amen? They better not take much comfort in that. Because they're still going to hell. But they're going to say, be tolerant their lifestyle. You may hurt their feelings. Truth offends. How many know that? Truth offends. Truth offends. Truth offends. The gospel offends. The gospel was never called for you to be the sweet in your ears. I told somebody, if you're looking for a bakery, you got the wrong preacher up here. I'm not, that gospel ain't going to sugar your ears. You may have itching ears, but I'm not going to itch scratch them for you. We, the church ain't called to do that. The church is called to declare, thus said the Lord. They ain't tell us to shut up. They can put us in prison, do whatever, but we got to be faithful unto the end. We, listen, they're gonna, they'll come. They'll try, to, they'll try all kinds of ways. They'll try to play, but listen, you got to be faithful to God. See, they tried to censor Peter and John. But listen to their reply. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God. For we cannot speak the things we have seen and heard. In other words, we're not going to be quiet. We're not going to shut up. See, we're going to keep preaching Jesus. See, let me tell you what this church, the church needs to say today. You need to say, I'm going to keep preaching Jesus. Amen? You're going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep preaching Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? Let me tell you, they may call this truth hate speech, but let me tell you, it's the only message that's going to pull somebody from hell. See, a lie will kiss somebody into hell but the truth will offend somebody out of hell. Amen? I remember Brother Hank Connor, when I had him revival in North Carolina, he used to say, I'd rather offend them out of hell than kiss them in there. Amen? Let me tell you, they may try to get, they'll get mad. They'll, they may try to censor us. They may try to threaten the church, but guess what? We got to tell the devil that we ain't going to be silenced. We got to tell the devil that we got a voice. We got to tell the devil that we're going to declare. Thus said the Lord as Marcy gets ready to come up through here tonight. The disciples told the Sanhedrin that they would not shut up. They said, you can do what you want to us, but we're not going to be silent. We're going to be faithful to God and not to man. We're going to be obedient to God and not unto man. Let me tell you, Daniel was obedient to God, and it put him in the 
lion's den, but God sheltered him and delivered him from the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow and stayed faithful to God. They went through the fiery furnace, but the fire would not burn them. This is what I'm saying tonight. You've got to be faithful unto God. I'd rather hear, listen to God than listen to man. Hey man, when it's said and done, I don't have to stand before a man to give an account to flesh and blood. But I got to stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Tonight, what it really matters is not what people think about you. It's what he's got to say towards you. They wouldn't be silenced. They, they said, you could try to censure us, but we're still going to preach. You label me whatever you want to label me. You can call me whatever you want to call me, but I'm still going to declare, thus said the Lord. Let me tell you, if you get into ministry, you, you ain't going to make people pop. You ain't going to become popular. If you want to be popular with everybody, go sell ice cream. <laughs> and some people find reasons to growl about that. You don't have their flavor. See, they begin to threaten them. They begin to threaten Peter, James, and begin to threaten these men of God. What did they do? Acts 4, 30. We begin beginning in verse 29. And now the Lord, behold, their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that we may speak thy word, speak the word, by stretching forth thy hand to and thy signs and wonders be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. And where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. You want to shake this country? Speak the word of God. You want to shake your neighborhood, speak the Word of God. You want to speak, shake this world, speak the, speak the Word of God. Let me tell you, it's the only thing that's going to shake it. Amen? It's the only thing that's going to turn it around is the Word of God. Let me tell you tonight, we can't be silenced. The world's going to put, you can stand in here tonight. The world's going to put labels on you. They may get to a point where they threaten, censor, but you got to say, I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to speak the word. You need to tell the devil tonight, you're not going to censor me, devil. I'm not going to be silent tonight. I'm going to preach Jesus. We're going to, I'm going to announce it right here. I'm going to proclaim Jesus in this wicked world. I'm going to speak the truth. Whether people like it or not. See, the hour's coming, it may be here now, where they want to tell you what to say and how to say it and how to think. But I'll tell you right now, I don't confine to this world. I confine to Him tonight. Amen? Let me tell you, they can censor the president all day, but they'll never censor Jesus Christ. 
They can impeach him again tonight, but they'll never impeach the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They may, they are going to have this country, people are going to have to answer before a holy God tonight. They'll have to give an account to the message that they've heard. How many would say tonight, I'm going to keep on. I'm not going to be silenced. I'm going to tell the devil I'm not going to be silenced tonight. Is there one out there that says, I'm not going to be silenced. I'm going to preach Jesus. No matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to declare the words of God tonight. We honor you tonight. We lift you up, dear God, tonight. We exalt you, dear God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.